song. It's a conversation podcast where we ask our guests that all important but impossible to answer question, what's your favorite song? I am your host, David Ashley. And what I need you to do for me is hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notifications button, and share the podcast, your favorite episode, this episode or another, with a couple of people you think would like it, all right? Um, so, this week, we have my TSU brethren, my Midwestern brethren, uh, Emiliano Styles, you know, the good time curator, <laughs> the, the Renaissance man, the classic man himself. And, um, yeah, man, uh, you know, we're we going to get in depth about his career and, um, you know, the twists and turns of it. You know, from TS from Ohio to TSU, New York, Atlanta, Los Angeles. You know, he's put me in three or four of his projects. Um, I think I said he put me on in his, in, on screen for the first time. I think my homegirl was trying to put me in, in the piece that she was doing for Columbia. And then um, I think the first completed, the first short film that I did was with him. And shit, the first feature too that I did was with him. So um, yeah, man, we're gonna talk, we're gonna get into that. And um, yeah, we all gave up our spring breaks in the summer in, uh, no, in 04. And um, had a great time, man. Movie making, movie, movie making. Shout out to everybody who has something to do with that, man. I just, Alan just sent me some pictures recently from, from like a photo shoot for that. Man, they were hilarious. Um, man, anyway. Um, let's see. Boston down 03. Jada, uh, Jason Tatum was walking to the stadium uh, last night in this long, flowy, like white suit, jacket, pants, shirt. And I all I could think was like, dog, that's not a, that's not a, um, that's not a down to O outfit, down O two outfit, and uh, you know, surely enough. And it's not about the clothes, but I feel like it's an added man. This is a whole different generation. Let me let me stop. Let me let me get off my 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 soapbox. But still, man, Jason Tatum could easily hit twelve shots mid range every game. Um, he's just he can elevate over everybody. He just chooses to make hard shots, man. I think he took. That, that Kobe system stuff a little too far. Like, you know what I mean? It's like if you're not Kobe. Anyway, don't don't let me get. So anyway, my Lakers, shut up before you say it right now. Okay. It hasn't happened before. But all records are meant to be broken. Okay. We can come back from from down 03. Just because it ain't ain't happened, can't happen. Excuse me. Just because it's never happened before. You know what? I'm not going to go through this with all of y'all. Um, so, got a great, great um, interview today. And the story is about uh, James Brown. It was apparently about that life. It's a story about guns, women, and other artists. We're going to get into that. And, um, you know, like I said, man, uh, thanks for your support. Um, oh, shit. I have a um, conversation show that I'm a part of. Bryce and Bryce is where Chef Bryce 
Um, he's been on the show before, and his son Bryce Savoy, who is a uh, hip hop artist from out of out of Oakland, really dope. He's got songs on you know several TV shows right now. Um, you know, music that he has that's been put on those shows. So anyway, um, I'm on a show with them, and we're talking about um, what's causing the violence in hip hop. And uh, I think it's really it's a really great conversation. So check that out. It drops today on YouTube. So uh, yeah. So without further ado, next voices you hear will be that of myself and Emiliano Styles. All right, let's go. And I am recording. Good people. Listen, man, I know y'all tired of hearing me say this. Okay. We got another special guest today. Um, you know, listen, I'm, I'm personally grateful to the man. Uh, now, let me let me start like this. Okay. Y'all remember Love Jones. I know Love Jones is one of my favorite movies, right? And then, like, there's a scene where Nia Long is walking. She says to Lorenz Tate, so you just like a you just like a renaissance man, huh? I think that's a perfect way to describe my guy. Okay. You know, we're talking about photography. Okay. Back in the day, he used to freak the MySpace music thing. Like, you know what I mean? We talking about <laughs> filmmaker. We talk about editor. We talking about uh just a, a good time haver, you know, like a um you know, he put me on screen in a, in a in a in a film for the first time, in my first short film, in my first feature film. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat on there. And um, man, we and just you know, never met anybody with a bad thing to say about it, man. Um, wow. Ohio Zone. Um, I guess they, they, New York can claim them. L.A. can claim them. ATL can claim them. Um, I'm not going to go with the real whole name. We're just going to go with Emiliano Styles. Welcome to the show, dog. Hey, man. Thanks for asking me to be on this, man. Um, it's an honor, nope. bro. Thanks for the intro. No, this is nice. Man, listen, listen. You said no problem, all those dog. places can... can on, uh... <laughs> you said all those places can... Uh, can claim me is like, but which ones do I want to claim? I know. Well, hey, that's that. Aha, aha. What? That's funny. That's funny. Wait, did I mention Ohio? You did. You said Ohio's own. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I think I was trying to, I forgot whether it was like Cleveland or Dayton or something like that. Where is it? Columbus. Columbus. That's what I said. Pinkerton. <laughs> Shout out to Pinkerton. Um, so. Check this out. We we not going to... Um... Yeah, and I, and I I live on uh, from Eastgate, by the way, not Pickerington. Just in case. Okay, my fault. I, I threw that out there because my roommate. Shout out to me. Oh, uh, my, my, oh my, right, 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 right. Yeah, He's from, yeah. Uh, Pickerton. Yeah. Um, so check this out. We're going to get right into the proceedings this evening. And um, Styles, Milk, what's your <laughs> favorite song, dog? Man, this this is one of the most difficult. Well, I was thinking about this a lot, and I was like, man, and and I got it down because it like changes every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, or changes often. So I was kind of 
I it got down to two. Let's go to two songs, and Let's I made go. a decision. So the the two songs I had was um, "Incarcerated Scarfaces" mm. by uh, uh, Raekwon and uh, "Times of Wasting" by Erica Badu. I'm over "Times of Wasting," man. Oh man! Even though "Incarcerated Scarfaces," the reason I love that song is because it's like the I think it's like a perfect rap song. Wow. It's real. I, I just love it. It's just like so raw and whatever. But time to waste it, man. Don't you take your time, young man. man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff, man. Um, wait, which one is that? Um, incarcerated Scarfaces. What album was that on? That was on Only Built for Cuban Links. Oh, that's purple Cuban. Tape. Okay. Yeah, it was on the purple, purple tape. tape. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. All right. What was your first? The first album that you owned or purchased? First album that I, um, the first album and or and or you can give you can give it yeah the or. first album that was bought for me was, um, my mom bought when we was grocery shopping. I was a kid. She bought "He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper" by Jazzy Jeff oh, and the Fresh Prince. So that was the oh, first set. Yeah, that was the first album I. I've owned that was bought for me by my mom's because it's no, and it have no parental advisory mm-hmm. sticker on it. Yeah. And then, um, the first album I bought with my own money was, um, well, CD was, uh, cause that was the first cassette and the first CD was, uh, Common Sense Resurrection. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Oh, let's go. That's when we were still going as common sense. Oh man, you don't man, you ain't finna <laughs> you, you ain't finna uh I know your common take, man. I ain't finna ain't finna let you do that on here today. <laughs> um <laughs> Resurrection, bet. All right, what's your favorite album? Um man, this one is really tough, bro. I know, dog. My favorite album. I think I had to go with uh man, this is so hard, bro. I mean, I did this because you know I was weird enough to have had a favorite song, right? So then when you start asking people, you realize that's an impossible question to answer. It's the same thing with the album, man. Yeah. Different songs for different moods for different times in life. I get it. Yeah, I'm kind of um Yeah, I got like a few bubbling in my head right now, and I, I wasn't able to narrow it down. But let me go ahead and say, I would say, um, then it's like all these different genres. I know, right? They're not behind me, man. They ain't gonna pop out and uh and, and swing on you, <laughs> <laughs> right? So at this juncture right now, when I'm feeling, I go with um, Stevie Wonder, fulfilling, fulfilling this first oh, finale. Let's oh, let's go. That's that's what I'll say. Oh, that's dope. That's what I'll go with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's part of the part of the what was it four or five fulfilling this first finale. Um, Cause music of my mind, um, Intervisions, 
Key of Life. Yeah, yeah it's part of the Genius Five. <laughs> yeah, because he was like his his goal there was the seventies. Oh my god! Like, was it that? You know, he was just like cleaning up um, at the Gram at the Grammys. It was just like Stevie Wonder was just like killing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but this song, I mean, this album, it has some nice ones on there that I really uh, liked. And um, now nah, it's just really dope, really dope albums. You know, his mom be singing on the album. Yeah, man, I um, <clears throat> excuse me. I um, Music of My Mind is my favorite Stevie joint, man. That's, mm -hmm. um, I, I got into Stevie a little later. Man, like, you know, how you know the hits. Right, growing up, but then you know, once I got on my own, it was like, oh, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> mm -hmm. what is this? And you keep, you keep finding more. I'm still finding more, you know. Yeah. Um, think of me as your soldier is one of my one of my like recent favorite uh, Stevie joints. Um, right. Let's see. And what was your uh, first concert? <clears throat> my first concert was. No, first I gotta tell you what what the first concert could have been and what the first oh, concert actually oh, was. Please, let's go, let's go. So, my pops, um, he's now he's retired, uh, robbery, homicide, and organized crime detective. Mm. So when people used to come, so when people used to come to the city, he used to do like special duty with and be like a bodyguard for different concerts and acts who came. So he used to always like get tickets for who, whatever act was in so one time he was like yo uh, i got these tickets to this janet jackson concert you want to go and me i was well however young i was at the time i don't know maybe 10 or somewhere around there and i was like <laughs> janet jackson what michael jackson's little sister nah i'm good I'm oh good. no <laughs> so you yeah, played like, janet that's yeah, cool. I played Janet like a fool, but at the time, that's where I was. I was like, yo, Michael Jackson is my guy, and that's his little sister. Nah, I'm, I'm loyal. <laughs> right? So uh, that's what it could have been. What it ended up being was uh, uh, Goody Mob. Okay. Goody Mob was oh, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's dope. Okay. And what was your what was your favorite concert, man? Man, this is so difficult because <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say because I, I could get them down to like two or three. Oh man, dog, give give me all three of them. Give me your top um, three. Um, I would say, well, these are the two. Uh, this is tough, man. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'll say one of them is uh, seeing. <clears throat> D'Angelo, <clears throat> D'Angelo and Quest Love. So I went to Philly and saw them. And this is like before he dropped the, uh, uh, what is it called? The Black Messiah album. Mm -hmm. So this is before that. And, uh, so but was it was him. Dave Chappelle's missing type stuff back then. Yeah. So this is when uh, uh, they call it like Brothers in Arms or something. So I went to Philly. And Questlove and D'Angelo were just performing, and they did like Beatles covers, 
Parliament Funkadelic mm-hmm. covers. Then he did stuff off a of Brown Sugar album. He did stuff off off of Voodoo. Um, he was just like kind of like all over the place. So it was like a really really dope That's concert. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad I got to see D'Angelo. He's one of my favorite artists, even though he don't enunciate uh, when he sings. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. Is that is that the one where he did um they did Tell Me by SOS Band? Um, maybe because I know they was doing a few concerts, so they probably switched okay. up the song listing when they was performing. Okay. There's so one that I listened to where he does that, and I'm like, and I quest love is on the drums, and I'm like, man, where was this? Yeah, 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 okay. So they probably switched up the this the track listings, but seeing D'Angelo, uh, it was that one and another D'Angelo concert when he was here in LA, and and that was when the uh, the Black Messiah came out, and he okay. uh. He uh, performed, man. He did so much. He looked happy. He did an encore. And then after I left, I felt like I ate like a good soulful meal, you know? No, it's dope. And I would say the, the, the third one would be uh, Little Dragon. No, dope. It's like one of my favorite bands. And well, probably my favorite band. Yeah, Little Dragon is like my favorite band. And they performed at the Greek and Hiatus Coyote mm-hmm. Open. And the thing about Lil Dragon, since they came out, I was always trying to see them. Like, they was in New York. I couldn't make it there. And I was, like, in different places and was never able to catch them. One time I was in line to see them at the Sono Studio in L.A. And I wasn't VIP. And all the VIPs went in first. And then it was, like, oh, we're at capacity. Oh, no. And then, <laughs> right, they played it. So we went next door and, like, had drinks and we get i could hear the concert next door so i'm like sitting there like what's the samuel jackson character from uh 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 django steve oh yeah yeah steve. I was looking like steven up at the bar because i could still hear the uh oh that's dirty music so but anyways i saw him at the greek i i didn't uh i didn't sit down the whole time Oh, and then what cool. I, and then actually also what I can say is Kendrick. Kendrick's oh, most recent. Oh man! But I can't even con- call that a concert. I call that performance art. Really? Yeah. It was at the Forum or at the uh, Staples. No, it was, at, it was at Staples or okay. Crypto dot com. Nah. Or, no, which man, I weird. never say crypto. I never say crypto. <laughs> <laughs> um okay good good that's a good crop man uh i would love to see uh kendrick man i gotta do that and um so we got it you are from columbus ohio yeah, um yeah. talk to me about uh who if it wasn't so for all that don't know we went to college together tennessee state university go big blue and um mm-hmm. What um, if it wasn't TSU, where else would it have been? Um, man, I, I don't know. Well, it was state the whole way through. It was state the whole way through. Yeah, because you know I had maybe it would have been Ohio State because I had a uh, a full ride to Ohio State. Wow. Okay. And, 
and I had a lot of academic scholarships to places in Ohio, but I knew I had to get out of Ohio. So I, so I guess if I didn't get to TSU, I would have just probably stayed in Ohio and went to whoever, you know. Yeah, it would probably been like Ohio State, University of Cincinnati, maybe Wright State, something like that. Wow, um, okay. University of Dayton, one of them, because it was all – I had like scholarships and we got money to go to all of those. But when I okay. I went to go visit TSU, I was like, what other schools? <laughs> right, right. Well, how did it even get on your uh, radar, TSU? It got on my radar because when I my my older brother, he he had a homie who transferred cuz he went to University of Akron and he had a homie who transferred from Akron to TSU. And he was telling me about it, telling me about it. I went on like a college tour. I visited Central State, uh, Bubble Forest, uh, other schools, whatever, and visited Fisk, but Tennessee State, man. I went to, he was like, yeah, just go visit. And then once I visited, (laughs) there was no turning back. (laughs) No turning back. It was no turning back, bro. Dope. Dope. At what point, um, at what point did you well oh, okay so describe to me the feeling when you you know you arrive at TSU for the first time you're going through student center you see the plane like describe to me you know much as you can how you felt you know coming on campus for the first time as a student oh as a student yeah um well then that's a good man that's a good question so Because my mind was blown. I ain't gonna it. Yeah, but I felt excited, but I also felt kind of like anxious because I didn't know what to expect. Mm, got it. Um, so I knew I was like, wow, this is my first time on my own. And it's just like, I don't know, moving out of, of my parents' house and just having these lofty dreams, these idealistic dreams, and then being somewhere. I think I was like, yeah, I was pretty much encouraged because I just was, I had a plan. So my plan was just like, yo, get involved in as many groups as you can, meet people, just try to get your ideas out. So that's that's what I was on. I had the benefit of having two other siblings going to college before me. So they was really able to put me on game of of how to, you know, attack. Uh, the college experience, and I was the only one of them who went to a HBCU. Okay. And, um, yeah, man. I mean, when I visited, it was just wild because I think we talked about this on my podcast too. It was like when I visited, and then we went by the student center, the courtyard. <laughs> it was like they was passing out cotton candy. It was the DJ was out, people were stepping. Oh man, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, yo, what's a special event going on? And then the tour guide was like, what's Wednesday? <laughs> like, it's Wednesday. I was like, oh, I'm going here. I'm going here. God. Yeah. And then, like, then, like Dave, Dave was looking at me when I was doing my tour, and I was looking at them. Yeah. yeah. When, went, when he finished the tour and went up to the, to, he was like, you want to fill out an application? My dad was like, I seen your nose open, boy. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. And um, 
Did you come there? Did what you was your there? you said, you know, you talked about these lofty ideas and, and goals. What what were they? What what was it? Was it filmmaker filmmaking then or what, what was it? Well, like you said, like Renaissance Man, I just always have had rotating interest. So okay. it was I it was always rotating. Like sometimes I'm like, oh man, I'm really into poetry and performance poetry. Then I was like, oh, well, I'm into making music. And then it was like, oh, I'm into photography. And I'm so that's why I feel like the groups and things that I've I, I joined in college were all about my interests. So it was like what um you know what I'm saying? I did the show choir, I was in the showstoppers. Mm-hmm. Um I had a radio show, um, uh, work for the the Then I, you know, I had like a little poetry crew. We used to want to go out and go to Kijiji's and, uh, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it was about, man. That was I just wanted to, you know, redefine myself, cultivate uh, my interests and stuff because where I was from, like I never quite felt like that I fit in. And then mm-hmm. I, I knew that going to somewhere, you know, just going to college in general, you could see how you, your talent matches up with people from all over the nation and how yeah. will I still be able to, st- I was thinking like, well, I, I like, I feel like I have these talents, and but does it, does it match up to the talents on the, on like sourcing the talent from a national scale from all, all over? So. Wow. Um, That's good stuff. Yeah. So you you know you graduate, and I don't know if you went directly there, but you find yourself as a teacher in New York. Mm-hmm. How how does that? Or or wait, let's rewind. Let's rewind a minute. At what point in time did did filmmaking come into view for you? Well, f- filmmaking came a. Uh, when I was like, I don't know, 11, 12. Oh, oh shoot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that my was one dad, of the rotating interests. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad, he had a, a film camera, you know, yeah. you, the, 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 chicken, the shutter and the, you know what I'm saying? The developed film back then. And, you know, he didn't really let me, cause it, it was expensive. So he didn't really let me touch yeah. it. I used to like sneak and try to, use it and save up money to buy film so I could like take my own pictures. And then uh, what, what the filmmaking, what happened was my dad bought a camcorder, you know, the big VHS o- over the, the shoulder joints. Oh, man. Um, so when everybody went to sleep at night, I used to just like tinker with it. And I was like, okay, this is the camera mode. This is VCR mode. Okay, this red and what does this red input do? And this white output. Oh, that's the audio. Oh, and the yellow cord. That's for video. Oh, okay. So I was taking like home home videos, and I was just like teaching myself how to edit by connecting the camcorder to the VCR. The the camcorder could be the play, and then the VCR would be the record. And I'll push pause and play. You're making pause videotapes. Yeah. So I was teaching myself all of these these things. And when I was younger, my mom, she always said, 
because I was classified as like a gifted uh, student. So to cultivate my creativity, my mom was like, she never allowed me to make, I'm sorry, buy her gifts, like Mother's Day, her birthday or whatever. Uh, I always had to make her something. Oh, that's dope. That's so, dope. right. So I'm, um, I'm for one of her birthdays, I made a uh, montage with home videos and photos in the photo albums. And sure. that was my gift to her. And she was watching it. At first, I was nervous because I wasn't supposed to be even using a camcorder. <laughs> because, <laughs> but I showed her it and she started crying. Oh, man. And then I was like, oh, I think I'm on to something. <laughs> I think I'm on oh, to something. Great. Right. That's so amazing. I started, so I started doing that. And then it, I was just doing it for free. And then I was getting paid like $50 a, a video to do like graduation, stuff like that. Weddings, people's, you know, wedding montages, birthdays. So I'm like 13 years old. I'm like $50. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but that's how it started, though. Then, you know, it kind of... I'm going straight to Man Alive after... (laughs) 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 Oh, that's dope. (laughs) Um, So you... Wow. So you graduate, you find yourself in New York, and you're teaching. How did you fall into being a teacher? Yeah, well, me going back to those lofty ideas and stuff I had, like, I thought... um, you know, becoming a successful filmmaker was a lot easier than it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was it was humbling to get out of the collegiate bubble and then be like, okay, now what? So um, even though I, would gra- I graduated, a lot of times during the summers, I was working as like a camp counselor for Upward Bound or Boys and Girls Club and stuff like that. So I was working with kids and then my dad, you know, he he retired from the police force and he started teaching. My sister was teaching. So they was like, yo, you should consider getting into teaching because it was it was hard. You know, I was in Atlanta. I, like I graduated. I was trying to find my footing. I was doing freelance yeah. photography. I was doing some theater. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then. Um, yeah. Then I had a lead on a job at CNN that fell through. Like I thought I had to connect. And then when I got to Atlanta, she was like, Oh, get on the website. Oh no. I was like, Oh, I was like, I'm just going to be another drop in the bucket. (laughs) She didn't get on the website. You, Oh no. So, um, dang, I lost my train of thought. What was the question? Uh, you know, you said you got into your uh, your dad and your sister got you into oh teaching, teaching. getting into teaching. So All teaching, right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I was in Atlanta, then uh, I had moved back to Ohio because Atlanta was kind of like you know kicking my butt, mm. and um, so I was like maybe I could go to Ohio, stack bread, and then I could just uh, start doing some of my own projects and stuff. And when I was there, I uh, I was on. I met someone who was working for, um, you know, New York Education. Shout out to the homie Regine. She was working for uh, um, New York Teaching Fellows. So I applied to that. They're like a sister, uh, I guess, a sister company of Teach for America. Okay. So I got into that, and that's how I got to New York. Is wow. Okay. 
that's that's how I got into teaching. Man, I mean, you know, so it's spring 04. Let's go back a little bit. Spring 04. We go into the production for this for this film, Three Stories Deep. Can we just talk? I mean, we gave up our spring break. Yeah. And uh oh, it was just a great time, man. It was just a great time. Uh yeah. Talk about that a little bit, man. What you remember from the from the shoot? Um Yeah, y'all did give up y'all spring break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, movie making, movie, movie making. making. I yeah, that was a interesting time because I hit up K Marie. Yeah. And I was shout like, Yeah, shout out to K Marie because I hit her up and I was like, Hey, I'm I'm trying to do this movie, but I don't know what to do. And you did just dance. I was like, What is what? What can I do? And then she was like, "Well, I got this production company. I'm interested, and in, I'm interested in like producing movies and whatever, whatever." So I was just going for her for advice, and she ended up taking. You know, I ended up sending her the script, and she liked it and wanted to fund it and produce it. <laughs> and but yo, man, that was film school, bro. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really know what I was doing. I I mean. Well, I won't say I wouldn't know what I was doing, but it's just like my skill set. That was like my first yeah, man. This... movie on that level <laughs> and having a full crew and oh man, she she sent Liana and uh oh, Alan. Right. Shout out Alan. <laughs> hey B. She sent Alan, she sent Alan out to produce. Oh yeah. man, I was like, yeah, I thought I was I was going back telling my people. I was like, nah, we really shooting a we shooting a feed like it's a whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it was just a great time, man. Yeah, man, it was a great time. The people that was involved, and it was like some long days. We had so many, you know, different locations, and yeah. Oh man, and then yeah, it was a beautiful time, man. I was very like honored and humbled that so many people were willing to believe in my yeah. vision to you know sacrifice their spring breaks to. Yeah, to work on my family. Yeah, shout out to Wes. Did, shout out uh, Wes, K Park, Marsha. Yeah, hey, man. Yeah, Chase. I think Chase was Chase, Dante. Yeah. Golly, uh, was on there. Vicky. Yeah, Junebug, Monica. Monica, Sister Monica, um, Aisha. Uh, yeah, man. Just so like man. the dream team. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, Eric K. Part when he working on it too. Yeah, K. Part um, and he worked on it. Jeez, man, that was um, great. I used Thomas. I use Thomas truck. Now we, Thomas truck out here. Now we use Big Day's truck. Okay. Then oh, we use Big Day's truck. No, no, he. This was like the. Uh, I mean, y'all may have, but I, I was talking about the. It wasn't quite a Cadillac. It was made to look like the uh, the Cadillac. Um, EST with the with the flatbed on the back. I forget it was white. I just remember that it was white. I don't Shout remember. Shout out to Epps. Yeah, man. I don't remember. Um, or maybe it was because I don't remember that. Dang, that was okay. almost twenty years ago, bro. 
I know, man. That was fun, man. So you're teaching. Are you? Do you still have? I remember you. You made an uh, another film out there. So so you still had, you know, not aspirations, but you were still making movies as you were teaching. Yeah, right? yeah. Because teaching has a beautiful schedule. Have a lot of holidays off. You have the summers off. Two and a half months off in the summer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, spring breaks and stuff. So I was still using like my breaks to like kind of shoot stuff out there. So I did, I, I kept on shooting stuff. I was doing a lot of freelance events, still doing short films, just, just, yeah. you know, trying to spread my wings and meet people and, and, and build my portfolio. Man, that's, um, just the amount of people, man, the amount of cool people that you attract. I'll say this to you, man. You just just from being like a um it felt like you're a professional gatherer. Uh uh an avid, like you know, just a professional gatherer professional of people, g- man. Just just always the greatest gatherings, always the greatest, uh, you know type of people at these gatherings man talk about that talk about i mean was it like that in school was it uh did new york bring that out just because of the sheer amount of people around you at every time like how was that how was that for you man hmm well new york is expensive <laughs> got it <laughs> so a lot of the the times like in, in my 20s that I was kicking it in New York, like we kicked it hard. Mm-hmm. But the most fun that I've had was the house parties. Wow. Yeah. The house parties in New York is nothing like them, man. And so I I was like going to game nights and stuff like that. And then the more that I was going to them, the more that and then I just started hosting them. So yeah. even when I did a movie at uh, I did a m- movie rap party and I had the house party the after the rap party was at a party at my place and yeah man so I was able to uh, just keep that type of energy going I was able to meet a lot of people like that and it was just like cool to just have good vibes and through the struggle of New York we were able mm-hmm. to just bond like that because we was all like in the struggle together you know great man Um, that's that's great man like how talk about your um the decision to bring it to la like what was your what was that thought process like well moving to la and then i was here and new york is very dense so if you even to this day when i go back and hang with my 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 folks like i go to one thing and i end up at three things mm, got it three functions so now when i move to la la is more sprawled out and you have to be more intentional about where you go you can't just like fall up on things right like you can in new york and then i was i love new york love it so much and then i was just like man I would kept comparing LA to New York, but LA is not New York and every city has, you know, New Orleans is not LA, LA is not New York, New York is not mm-hmm. Miami. So every city has something special to offer. So instead of me complaining about what 
LA wasn't doing. I started embracing it for what it was. And I just started to do what I, I just started hosting what I wanted to experience. That's basically yeah. what it what it boiled down to. It's like, man, it would be dope if somebody did a Super Bowl party. Huh. Let me go. Yeah, yeah. Somebody did a, a pool Epic party. Super Bowl joints, golly. Yeah. So that's that's basically how that happened. Is just I just wanted to create what I wanted to experience. But what what made you leave New York though? What made you bring it out here? Oh, um, what made me leave? You know what? Even when I moved to New York, and just the more I worked in New York, and when I stopped teaching and started doing full time freelance, I always in the back of my mind thought that LA was the inevitable next step for my career. Okay. So I went out there. I came out here for like. A week and I was like, I ain't feeling LA. Then the next time I came out, I was here for two weeks, and that's when I shot Dragon Fruit. And I was like, Oh, okay, I can see more of my tribe here. I can see myself fitting in. And then the next time I came out here, it didn't really work. I had some leads that fell through, and uh, and the move going back to New York. And then I came back, and I've been here ever since. But I just thought it, it was the inevitable next step. Just for the weather, uh, for the opportunities out here. You just LA is a place where you just have to be out here to, yeah, maximize stuff. Yeah. And you know, you can be talented and be in New York or Atlanta, or wherever. But until you're out here and you can meet with people, get FaceTime, go to these events, rub elbows, yeah, then that's what it has to be. And I wanted to get more into commercials and stuff, and I knew that LA was more of a place for that. And I eventually got into that too. So. That's how it happened, and I got like priced out of New York. It just every year is yeah. getting more expensive and getting less for your money. And LA is still expensive too. But coming to LA, you get it's still expensive, but you can see more of your money and your lifestyle than in New York. I'll say that. Got it. Got yeah. it. And <clears throat> excuse me. You know, so how did you? You know, so editing, right? Um, that's what you do now, right? Amongst other things. I know you do everything, but you're, would it be safe to say you're mainly an editor now? Storyteller? Um, Yeah, that's my bread and butter right now, okay. especially when 2020 hit. So, mm, but it. it's my bread and butter right now. And I kind of realized it's over time, like I'm not, I don't love editing, but pretty good um, at it. Um, So, um. But yeah, that's that's primarily what I do now. Um, yeah, that's the primary thing I do. Do uh, other stuff. And but did you bring that? Um, I know you say you started editing with the camcorder and the VCR, but did you? Is that something you had to kind of relearn, or did you never stop? Like, how did that come into uh, your life again? Oh uh, yeah, I, I never stopped, man. I just. Uh, I just kept on doing different things and just kept on expanding my skill set um, with the, with the editing. And then the thing with editing is just like learning the different nonlinear editing programs like uh, Premiere. Because I learned Premiere in Tennessee State. Okay. And then I also taught myself Avid because Avid is the industry standard for television. So, yeah, yeah, I taught, yeah, I taught myself Premiere, 
Yeah, I taught myself how to edit on these different editing systems. Dope. So I, I never took a class or anything. It was just like figuring it out. Okay. And um, so, I mean, so perfect scenario right now for you, right? I mean, weird question, right? But what would you, first of all, talk about some of the things you've worked on as an editor through throughout the years. Some of the things we might know that you've worked on. Mm, well, right now I'm working on uh, Rap Shit is on HBO. Oh, dope. Oh, that's um, dope. Then I'm actually about to film a, like a, hmm. Yeah, I'm about to film this fashion film in, um, at the beginning of June in Joshua Tree. So that's the next, I'm directing that, editing that, wrote the script. It's like a short, little, cool, little engaging fashion piece. Uh, some of the other things I worked on: Real Housewives of Dallas. Okay. I worked on some love and hip hop stuff. Um, the game uh, with Randy Raquel Robinson and all them. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Did some stuff. Oh, I did some stuff with like LeBron. I worked on one of his shoe campaigns where he oh. had the all women designers. So I did some thirty second spots for that. I cut some spots for Amazon. Um, what else? Oh, I worked on some Super Bowl commercials on okay. for like T-Mobile. They did commercials with uh, Gronk and Tom Brady, okay. uh, Anthony okay. Anderson, Dolly Parton, and Miley Cyrus. Those commercials, man, commercials. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of different. Fetter. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, okay. Um, which one do you prefer, uh, reality or, or narrative? Man, I, pre I prefer scripted. Okay. I prefer okay. narrative, man, because okay. it's, yeah, definitely. Because okay. you can working with narrative is like, there's a vision already. Yeah. You're working with reality is like, you have to form the story. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. That's good shit. Okay. Oh, work with Nate, of course. Worldwide. 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 Oh, yeah. Talk Worldwide. about your experience right quick in uh with you and Nate in uh in Africa, man. African adventures. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I worked with Nate for a long time back to my New York days. I mean, we weren't that uh, cool. Worldwide. We wasn't that cool in um at TSU, but we knew who each other were. Um, and then oh, when, sure. then when I start seeing his MySpace blogs and stuff i was and he had some footage and i was like uh you probably edited like this why is this a, a 10 minute shot on the sunset right here oh, like no. yeah I mean, that could be a time that so i was like yo i need to build my portfolio i was like so when you go on these travels i could i could cut this footage and make it look you know really dope da, 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 da. so that's how we we like develop that partnership and then in, over the years we just was doing it for fun and then end up getting branded content, getting paid for it. And then we eventually got the TV show where oh, we went man. to, uh, what was it? Seven countries and 14 cities Shoot. in Africa over like two, was it two months, two and a half months or something like that? Man, that was hard, man. That was dope. That whole thing. And super exciting. I'm sure, man. Like that was, it just looked exciting from here, man. Yeah, man. As a, once in a lifetime type of thing. Like, yeah. I'm probably never gonna go back to these places. So 
But I'm glad I was able to document and experience that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, you're working on that? Okay. Good. Good. So, um, you know, we, we we shared the round ball court a little bit. You know, it's been a while. I can't I can't get up and down the court, but I challenge you to a game of horse next time. You know, we in the same place, dog. Oh man, I got better, man. You know, I play in a couple of leagues and stuff, man. I know, man. I was like, man, that's anyway. Like, like I just I put up twenty last night. Stop playing. Oh, you still yeah. out there? Out there? Yeah, just put up twenty <laughs> last night. That was actually my best game of the season because when we got we got torched. Dang. But I did have the because not everybody showed up. Cause it was like a nine o'clock game and okay. Only six people showed up, so it was hard to. We didn't have enough subs, so it was. And, and then, and, and where did when these uh super casual, fragilistic XBL dope shit come back? That's his podcast, man. He, when when yeah. that's coming back, man? I, it, it's it's actually coming back soon, sooner than okay. you think, because okay. I've I've already recorded three episodes. Oh, let's but, go. Let's go. But I want to record four of them before I start releasing them, just so I have enough. Yeah, they need time to, yeah, you know, put them out. Not scrambling, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to scramble. I want to be consistent. I have ten people on my list, um, and it's going to be a good season. I kind of changed up the format a bit too, kind of enhanced it. Um, so yeah, it's 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 coming out soon. As soon as I get my fourth interview, I'm going to start dropping them again. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Now, I have a small part, uh, you know, uh, portion of the show I like to call play by ear. I'm going to name two things. You're just going to pick one. First thing come to mind, all right? Yeah. All right. Let's see. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, regarding homecoming at TSU, the tailgate or the parties? Parties. Well, let's go. All right. Um, zip lining in Africa or running with the bulls? Oh. In Spain, <laughs> right? It was in Spain, yeah, Madrid. Yeah, yeah, it's in Pamplona. Um yeah. mm. <laughs> Dang, that's really wow. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> It's like the motherland. I know, right? But, you, don't wanna, you don't want to pick against the motherland. Yeah, I don't, but 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 running with the bulls, because I'm running with the bulls experience, man. It's not just running with the bulls. It was like a it was like Daytona spring break in Spain. Wow. It was like wow. that type of vibe. So I had to go with running with the bulls, bro. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um turn your back on. Uh okay. Um <laughs> My bad. Okay. Uh, dra dra dragon fruit or face behind the mask? Oh, dragon fruit. Dragon oh, fruit. Let's go. Dragon fruit to this day uh, <laughs> is one of the most, it had the most success on the film festival circuit. Really? Yeah, it did. And wow. you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, bro, because in. Um, for Dragon Fruit, I had when it showed at Martha's Vineyard, and when I showed it, 
somebody went to the the film festival and they brought back the uh the program the pamphlet and so my homegirl she directed a short film and her budget was like 20k and budget for Dragonfoot was what five hundred dollars. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and my movie was in the program right next to hers, knowing that oh, you know she paid twenty k, and my mine was movie making movie. Yeah, movie and making. I was also Dragonfoot was also um that was nominated for a uh, Sachi and Sachi like Innovators Producers Award and. All this stuff, and I was like, "Wow, I spent five hundred dollars on this thing, and this—I did not think that Dragon Fruit would do what it did." <laughs> that's wild, though. Like, I, I, that's that's amazing. I mean, I, I uh, forgot one of them canyons. I was I was an actor. I was uh, Fryman. You know, <clears throat> you know, I was um, I was an actor, and then I was an unfortunate um, messenger. I'd, I'd like to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I apologize to Snow not too long ago. I said, by the way, I'm sorry, Tess. Man. Once again, <laughs> I meant no harm. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Art Basel or Sundance? Oh, Sundance. I never been to Art Basel. No, I thought you. I, I thought you went to Art Basel. Um, I want. I want to go, but I never been. So Sundance all day. Sundance is a blast. And um, New York or Atlanta? New York. New York or LA? New York. Oh, that was easy too. Um, tribe or Outcast? <sighs> outcast. Outcast. Okay. Nah, Dude, hold on. Oh. <laughs> that, is tough. that is a tough one, bro. Listen, Jeez. your head would have exploded. If they had gotten a chance to do that collab album, that would have been amazing. <clears throat> Damn. Hold up, man. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> it's already on record, man. You quickly. Yeah, Outcast. Outcast. I roll with it. Outcast, Outcast, Outcast. Okay. Styles upon styles upon styles is what he has. I appreciate you, my guy. You know, for uh, just for the support, man. You've had me in what? One, two, three, three projects, three, four. Huh? Um, yeah, yeah, man. Face behind the mask, dragon fruit, uh, three stories deep, you know. Shit, oh, we yeah. three stories deep, dog. Oh, that is three. <laughs> that is three. Yeah. I was telling, I was telling the my um, my uncle just today asked me about three stories deep, which we did 20 years ago. Just today, he asked me about it. Wow, just because just for me telling him, um, you know, about it back then, so. Um, shout out to Aunt. and uh, again, man, hope we get to you know, what I'm saying, work together in that kind of capacity sometime in the future. I'm sure we will. And yeah. um, you know, I thought you were gonna ask me more about my favorite song. What you mean, like, why is it my favorite song and nothing just is, but it's just like, oh, okay, that's it. Hilarious. I mean, it, you know, I mean, the segment. As it was, took about 19, 19 minutes. So I think I fill oh, it God. up by the talk around the questions, right? It's like yeah, yeah. I, I, I offer a little bit and I say, uh, 
you know, you said times are wasted. Don't you waste your time, young man. I went into so it just to see it and was like, oh, no, nothing else. All right, we keep going to the next one. And, oh, okay. uh, so it was up to me to expound. Yeah, I like to, you know, I mean, I don't, because the question itself is already tough, right? And in yeah. people saying what their favorite, like, I'll say my favorite song is Goodbye Love by Guy. Mm-hmm. And it was just, for me, every time I hear it, it takes me immediately back to, you know, uh, each year it kind of adds on to why, you know, why I loved it. It's like you go through life and love and those situations. Um, those but back then it was like New then. Jack Swing. It was like, oh, what is this? I remember asking an adult, hey, why does he want to make love to her one more time? You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm over my cousin's house. It's summertime. We getting sprayed by, you know what I'm saying, water hoses. It's just, it brings me back to a time. So I, mm. I feel like in people saying what it is, I just trust them to say as much as they want to about it. I, I see now I should have pulled a little bit more out, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> well, we got it. We got it. <clears throat> but why is time a waste? Like, time's a wasting is I feel like Erica wrote that song for me. Mm. You know, like, when you're in church and then the preacher be preaching and then you, you feel convicted, like, wow. You're like, wow, he's talking to me. Yeah. So at the time when that song came out, it was like, Man, it just like helped me through so many tough times. And I just like had it on repeat and repeat. And like for probably a year, I listened to it every day to and from this job I was doing that I hated. And she has this, uh... yeah, man. Cause it was like, she has this line that's like, you know, uh, live it, yeah, cause, well. Living in the world that's also strange. Yeah, yeah. Don't let the focus change. Yeah. Taking out the demons in your range. Living in a world that's also oh fast. Gotta make your money last. Learn from your past. And I was like, Eric, you talking to me? Make my money last. Learn from my past. What? Gotta but make your money last. Oh man, you can have me. It's a great whole album. Yeah, it, it's whole album is dope but that song it really spoke to me and then it's just like so motivational and listen to it you just like feel like you floating on the cloud you feel motivated and she's just like it's just like one of those motivational songs that really spoke to me and uh like you said with with that guy song it kind of brings you back and for me it brings me back and it just you know, of like it makes me think of where I've I've come from and how car, far I've come. Wow. So times are wasting, and just the title alone is just like you don't want to waste time. And you know, our, our time on this earth is limited, and she's just like, yo, this this is this is your theme song when you're going out here in the world trying to make your dreams happen or whatever your your dreams your endeavors or whatever so get to it yeah i mean but that's also also speaks to you know i don't know if that has anything to do with being a renaissance man but that's such a 
it's such an introspective way to think about that song at such a young age, mm. right? I know I was 20 when that song came out, right? So, <laughs> so you, you know what I'm saying? You maybe 18 years old, but it was really like, it was doing a number on you even back then. So that's, that's a, that's fascinating too. But, but that's the thing I, I did. It didn't hit the way it hit until I graduated to like two, 04. Ah, God. That's it. when it got hit. Got so it. that's when it hit. What I, I, when okay. I got out of school and I was trying to figure life out and stuff. And that was like my anthem. Wow. So this was hitting you in Atlanta, huh? Yeah. It was hit me in Atlanta. It was hit me in Ohio too, because I moved back to Ohio before I went okay. back when I before I went to New York. Yeah. Oh man, oh that's dope to kind of <laughs> to to pull that song back to pull a you know what I'm saying four or five years yeah, old man. at the time, and uh, oh that's good shit though. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dog on it. This is a first. This is a first on what's your favorite song? We ain't never. Had somebody check me on there. He was like, wait a minute, dog. But <laughs> 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 bo, 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 wait, it gets worse. Like, uh, we, we got to go. It's, it's, it's more. Let's go back to the beginning. Yeah, Let's you know, I'll be, be trying to play my role, you know, play my position. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's great, dog. That's great, man. Um, So you got the film, uh, the fashion joint you're working on. Anything else you're going to be working on, man? You want to folks to know? Oh, about? um, I, um, I do got that coming out. I'm working with a great team, some talented individuals on that. So that should be coming out maybe sometime this summer. Then I'm also working on a pilot with my homegirl, Charlize Antoinette. She's a costume designer. She she just did the, the costumes for... The movie Air. Um, it's now streaming on Amazon. She did Judas and the Black Messiah. I want to dance with somebody. So her, yeah, so we're working on the TV idea. Working on editing that and getting that together. (laughs) I'm going to finish that by the end of the show. Those are the two things that I have in my immediate pipeline that I'm I'm doing myself, like as far as my my. That's dope, man. Times are wasting it. Yo, that was a um, you had a uh, a nice uh, little series of videos called Crowns and Glory or something like that with the, oh. the curly <laughs> Crowns and Style. Crowns and Style, yeah, with the women with the curly hair. It was dope. It was dope yeah, man. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Thank Renaissance you. man. Hey, thank. But one uh, crowns of style, bro. I'm glad you said it because I feel like crowns of style was is probably one of the few projects that look in its executed form the same way that I saw it in my head. Oh, that's a, that's beautiful when that happens. Yeah, right. Oh, that's great. Oh, good stuff, man. Man. He's a classic man, renaissance <laughs> man. <laughs> he's, he's a Tennessee State University man. That's right. Um, man, Styles, appreciate you, my guy. We got to link up, man. We always say that 
I know, right? Listen, man, before June is out. Yeah. Before yeah, June is out. Happen, man. I mean, that's something I could, I could definitely do better on. But yeah, for sure. It's like every time we see each other, we be like, oh, man, we need a link more. Every, every link more. time. Every and time. then I will see you again to the next I link. It's like, I oh. And I know I'm a, you know, I'm a hermit, man, so I need to get better by getting out. But either either way, dog, we um got to do that. Before June is out, it's going to happen. Yeah. All right. I'm man, waiting. take it easy, bro. I appreciate you, dog. Hey, man, I appreciate your uh, time everything. and wish you much success with this podcast, bro. It's a good idea. Uh, appreciate it, dog. Appreciate it. Ooh. Man, again, want to thank Emiliano Styles. The good time uh, curator, <laughs> editor, artist, uh, poet, uh, Darius Love Hall. <laughs> um, man, thanks a lot, man. That's my that's my guy, man. We definitely um, need to keep in touch more often, man. Listen, um. You know, back when James Brown started out, um, you know, it was still very segregated. I mean, not just segregated, but it was still very, you know, very racist times, man. And he was in the South. Like, he started his career actually doing shows for um, Little Richard. Well, doing shows as Little Richard, um, because, you know, back then it wasn't going to put a black man's uh, face on, a, on an album. <laughs> you know what I mean? And low key, you can see that on our billboards with movies with black people on them. But I ain't, ain't going to go there. But um, movies and TV shows. Um, but yeah, so that's how he started his career, just doing shows for as Little Richard. And obviously he progressed. And um, interesting commentary about, um, you know, he had a hit song and then for 10, 11 years didn't have another hit song. And then got super, super famous and hot. But James Brown had his own plane. He had his own, you know, his own Learjet. He was, he was uh, all about self-empowerment. Like, you know, you hear, you hear Eddie Murphy and, uh, and all kind of people talk about their first time meeting James Brown. And James Brown said, he's going to bury your mother. No, let me not. That's a t- I was about to do a terrible James Brown. It was like, you need to bury your money in the woods. That way, IRS, you know what I'm saying? A man can't take it from you. <laughs> um, yeah. So somewhere along that ride, James Brown um, got into it with, a, with another artist. Uh, another soul singer by the name of Joe Text. And in fact, they kind of, you know, that, th- that thing James Brown does where he kicks the mic and uh, brings it back up to him, you know what I'm saying, with his, with his foot by stepping on the base of it. You know, dude says he created that. James Brown's, you know what I'm saying? They go back and forth on that, you know. I can imagine, you know, especially in Hollywood today where it's like, um, only one of them at a time, you know. I mean, it's it's not quite that way now, but uh, 
But back then, you know, to be a soul singer, <laughs> and because he didn't become as big as James Brown, I think we kind of like, oh, no, nah, who was that dude? But he was probably cold back then. So, you know, they go back and forth. You know, now it's conflict, right? You stole this. I did this first. No. Um, now it's conflict between the two. And at some point in time, um, there was a woman named Vita Ford who was a backup singer with Joe Tex's band. Well, James Brown came and took her. <laughs> right? She was his woman, but James Brown took her from Dude and she took her from the group, naturally. And um, and you know, Dude ends up making a song about old girl. That's wild. He said, I got you a letter. Did James Brown send him a letter? <laughs> what was going on? James Brown, hey, I got your broad, fam. Yo, I got your broad. That's wild, man. 